0: What's up, food history nerds? I'm Celine Roberts, and you're listening to 5 Minutes in Food History. This week, I'm bringing you the first episode of another serialized account in Pittsburgh food, the history of Pittsburgh Brewing Company, Brewers of Iron City Beer. Nine years ago, editor-in-chief Charlie Deitch did some digging when the company moved from its city location out to Latrobe. What he discovered was a tangled web of bankruptcy, fraud, and one city's struggle to save its favorite local beer. This is the agony and the ecstasy of Iron City. We're here with boss man Charlie Deitch, editor-in-chief here at the Pittsburgh City Paper, to talk about Iron City beer, which is made by Pittsburgh Brewing Company.
1: Yes, made by Pittsburgh Brewing Company, but brewed in Latrobe, which is the reason we're here today to talk about how we came from one of the oldest continuously running breweries in the country to kind of a shell of a building here in the city and, you know, the beers being brewed 60, 70 miles away. That's how I got into the story. They just moved the brewing of the beer from Lawrenceville to Latrobe. And these were the newest owners who had taken over. They were the the next great saviors of Iron City beer. They pledged to do a lot of things and turn the company around and keep brewing, keep the workers working in Pittsburgh. And so that made me wonder, so how did we get here then? Is it the fault of this ownership group? Um, Is it something that happened in the past? So what I started to do was just I wanted to research what had happened to Iron City. When did the trouble start? Who was responsible or who played a part? What I learned was in 2009, again, October 2009, um, was there wasn't a real definitive history of Iron City beer. The old history, sure, when it started and up to a point, but there was no history of the bad ownership at Iron City. That was the most important thing to me, which was how did we get here? I mean, I grew up in the area. I didn't grow up in Pittsburgh, but I grew up in the region, you know, with Pittsburgh television. And I remembered back in the '70s, Iron City Beer would have these great commercials when they launched Icy Light, and so it was something that was part of my life growing up. Even though I wasn't a beer drinker at age nine or ten, I still like we would sing the the Icy Light jingle, "Hey, give me an Icy Light." We would sing that, you know, because it was it was catchy and it was cool. It was women water skiing on the river, and so we were all very, you know, it was it was just this great ad campaign. So. It's been a part of whether you drank Iron City or not. Iron City was a part of your history, a part of your life. So Iron City dates back to 1861 when Edward Frauenheim, a German immigrant, brought the recipe for the beer. Here, he settled in Pittsburgh and in 1866, he opened up the brewery in a four-story brick building in the same place it is today on Liberty Avenue in Lawrenceville. He's just grown into like this, just this gorgeous, monstrous brewery, this industrial site that was – it was just it's, – it's part of Pittsburgh history. At their height, they were brewing one million barrels uh, of beer every year. And so they were very well run. They were very well accepted by the public. Um, everybody drank Iron City, especially obviously it was the steel workers' beer. It was the iron workers' beer. It was the workers' beer. And then when the mill started to close down, it became the unemployed – Iron, iron worker, unemployed steel worker, it was still their beer as they kind of got through hard times. That was you know, still the cheap beer. They could go to their bar and they could still watch their pirates and watch their Steelers and drink in Iron City. So while the rest of the region was struggling at that time, Iron City was prospering because people needed to drink when, when times are kind of tough.
0: So that's the 70s. Yeah. Steel mills start to go down in the
1: 70s. Iron City really wrapped up the 70s with a bang. That was when the IC Light that we talked about earlier. That's when IC Light came in 1977. And it was one of the first light beers in the country. Um, So Iron City invented the pop top. You know, Iron City, Pittsburgh Brewing, they would be the first ones to use aluminum bottles. I mean, they were really like on the cutting edge because they had the – there were the companies here, the steel companies here and – the manufacturing companies here, they were able to work with Alcoa to figure out how to make their products better. The advent of IC Light in 1977 really started a decade of prosperity for Pittsburgh Brewing. Pittsburgh Brewing at the time was a publicly traded company. It, there was a takeover by an Australian businessman named Alan Bond. And we're talking about 1985. At the same time that Alan Bond was trying to take over, the breweries – current president, Harvey Sanford. Harvey Sanford also tried to uh, buy the company. Now, Harvey Sanford was teamed with the head of sales and marketing, Mike Graham, who I did interview for this piece. And sadly, uh, Mike struggled with uh, cancer, fought cancer for many years. And just about six weeks or so after this story, Mike passed away, finally lost his battle with cancer. He and I sat and talked for like four hours or so. And he just emptied. And I'm sure like he left so many things out, but he just sort of emptied All the secrets, all sort of all the behind the scenes things that went on in Iron City to me while we sat in his office, uh, you know, for like four hours one day. They were also led by the employees. They had the employees willing to do whatever sort of union concessions they needed to. In exchange for employee ownership, part employee ownership, also in Iron City, so it seemed like the perfect deal. It was a Pittsburgh company that was going to be owned by Pittsburghers for years to come. Well, an Australian billionaire named Alan Bond, as I said, Alan Bond came in and um, he came in and he outbid uh, outbid uh, these guys and, and sort of pushed them out of the running. And he was able to secure um, he was able to secure the majority ownership in Iron City.
0: For five more minutes in food history, visit our archives at www.pghcitypaper.com or subscribe to City Paper Podcasts in iTunes. Stay tuned for the next installment in our Iron City series coming in two weeks. And until next time, go make some history of your own.